Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for February 14, 2022. It was a very eventful last couple of days on the war front with the continuing push coming from the Anglo-American side, especially from the junior varsity of, of uh, foreign policy team and strategic team on the Biden administration. And I'll, I'll catch you up on that. But it's also important to note that there have been increasing voices warning of the danger of sleepwalking into World War III, as that formulation, which I think initiate, was initiated by Helga Zepp-LaRouche, is now being picked up by many, many commentators. Uh, what's necessary is more voices speak out, because the voices that most people are hearing are those of the war hawks. And, and let me give you an example of some of this. Uh, the Biden team was out beating the war drums this weekend. Uh, the, it was announced that U.S. intelligence says it believes Russia is planning to invade Ukraine on Wednesday. Now, how they got that, how they came up with that, uh, I don't know. It may mean that they're planning a false flag event before that to trigger something. Now, one of the key voices in this is Jake Sullivan, the director of uh, or the national security advisor. He was on Face the Nation on CBS, or perhaps we should call it Deface the Nation. Uh, he said the war could begin any day. He said we can't predict the day, but the Russians are prepared. The war the danger is being heightened, and we have to be ready. Uh, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said this had the same line. He cited a variety of sources wonder who these sources are. Well, they never say. They say intelligence sources, anonymous sources, uh, but it's the same line. War is coming. Now, Sullivan and Kirby both called for all Americans to leave Ukraine, and there were reports that some of the American special forces that were there training Ukrainians were also pulled out. Now, on Sullivan, it's worth noting that he's coming for some unwanted attention with the release of some documents by John Durham over the weekend, which showed that, that Sullivan was pushing a lie during the buildup for Russiagate, that Trump was associated with Alpha Bank, that this was a Russian connection, uh, that he was pushing the FBI to investigate this when he was a top advisor to Hillary Clinton's ill-fated campaign. Now, Sullivan's lies were investigated by the FBI, Two or three years later, they admitted there was nothing to it. But this became part of the basis of the Clinton campaign launching a spying operation against the Trump campaign and trying to bring the, the FBI and other intelligence agencies into that. So when Maria Zakharova says, we know who's lying, you can point the finger at Sullivan. He's openly exposed as a liar at a key moment of the Russiagate the buildup of Russiagate against Donald Trump. And what was, why was Hillary so upset about Trump? He wanted to work with Russia. He wanted to cooperate with Russia. At least he said he did. And the intent of Russiagate was to stop that. Now, more on this, there was a phone call between Biden and Putin on, I think it was Saturday, very sketchy details, except the Biden administration said that Biden strenuously pushed the line to Putin that you must not invade, you'll face severe consequences if you do. Meanwhile, Tony Blinken was uh, in Asia. 
pushing the Asia policy, the, uh, the buildup of the so-called Quad, the South Korea, India, Australia, U.S. alliance, sort of the, the core of an Asian NATO to contain China. But he was also talking about Ukraine, and he was issuing wild warnings about why the Russians must not uh, attack. We expect them to attack. We're going to hit them with heavy sanctions. We're all unified. Um, he said that the, in a meeting with Australian, Japanese, and South Korean foreign ministers in Hawaii, he presented them a new report, which was released last week, a White House report, a 19-page document called the Indo-Pacific Strategy of the United States. Now, this is an update of Barack Obama's Pivot to Asia strategy from uh, 2014. The idea is to contain Russia and China by bringing together a unified military force in Asia. Now, one of the things that, that this brings up is the concern that many in the Pentagon have been expressing, which is that you're pushing the Ukraine situation, you're pushing the Taiwan situation. Are you prepared for a two-front war, especially after the extraordinary agreement reached by Presidents Putin and Xi Jinping that they would be allies, not just militarily, but also economically, uh, and work together to prevent a war in Ukraine and a war in Taiwan. So is the United States prepared for a two-front war? Do you really think you could go to war with Russia and China and have it not go to nuclear? This is where you see the absolute loss of reason, if they ever had it, of the advisors who are pushing these policies. Now, Blinken had a discussion with Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, in which he accused the Russian military deployment of troops on Russian soil, on the border of Ukraine, but on the Russian soil. He said, this is proof that it may be considering military aggression. Then he said, diplomatic pathways are always open. Well, what does he mean by that? If Russia moves its troops away from the border, moves its troops to barracks, further inside Russia, then maybe the United States will stop pushing the war line. Uh, and Blinken again um, stated that there's a united transatlantic response. Now, part of this was the British defense minister, Ben Wallace, who has the same line. Invasion, he said, is, quote, highly likely, unquote. He said the allies are not being tough enough and he said there is a whiff of Munich in the air. This is a reference to the Munich meeting uh, between Britain's Neville Chamberlain and Adolf Hitler in 1938, which was identified as an appeasement policy of Hitler. So Wallace is essentially accusing anyone who goes to Moscow to talk to Putin of appeasing Putin. Of course, when did he say this? When he was in Moscow meeting with Putin. This is part of a reflection of the so-called global Britain, the reassertion of a new form of Britain's uh, role in the empire after Brexit, which includes a recent agreement between Great Britain, Poland, and Ukraine, and another one, the AUKUS, the Australia-UK-US agreement for nuclear submarines for Australia. Uh, if this is global Britain, it's a fairly blatant effort by the British to put themselves at the forefront of war. I just posted on my blog page uh, at the LaRouche organization an article on the role of the British think tanks, in this case, 
Chatham House and the Atlantic Council in pushing the line that war is inevitable. And I'd urge people to go there and take a look at it. Now, one of those people who's being accused of being soft is German Chancellor Schultz. He'll be in Kiev, I believe, today or tomorrow, and then Moscow the next day. Uh, the talk is that he is trying to get an agreement to fulfill the Minsk Accord, where the Ukrainians will have to talk to the people from the so-called breakaway republic. Uh, good luck with that. On Zelensky, though, it's worth noting, with all this talk that an invasion is expected by Wednesday, Zelensky said, would you please let us know what information you have on this? And he's saying that pulling all the Americans out of Ukraine and, and insisting that war is already about to start is severely harming the people of Ukraine. Now, on the real pushback, uh, we have what I mentioned before, Zakharova, I'm sorry, Zakharova, Maria Zakharova, the foreign ministry spokesman, uh, said of Sullivan's comments, the world knows who lies all the time. And that's true. The United States has a reputation now internationally of lying and using false flags to topple regimes and go to war. Now, one very clear voice on this was Tulsi Gabbard, the former presidential candidate, Democratic Congresswoman, and uh, US military veteran, who said we could easily prevent a war with Russia by guaranteeing Ukraine will not become a member of NATO. And she said, why won't they do that? And she asks, is it because the warmongers actually want Russia to invade, to firmly establish a new Cold War, creating endless profit for the military-industrial complex? That's from Tulsi Gabbard. But perhaps most interesting is an op-ed published in a French weekly called Marianne, an op-ed by Peter Ditus, who's the former Secretary General of the Bank for International Settlements, and Hervé Hanoun, the former Deputy Managing Director of the BIS. Now, these are hardly your average anti-war activists. They're top bankers. They serve as part of the establishment. The BIS, the Bank for International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland, is the central bank of central banks. But listen to what they wrote. They said, it's now time for an exit by France from NATO uh, to leave NATO to signal Europe's independence from American exceptionalism, by which he means pursuit of war, uh, what they mean. They call for Macron to declare that France will veto NATO membership for Ukraine. This is a, the, the story is posted on our website. It's a very important development as we've seen Macron, weak as he is, attempting to do something to head off a war. More voices must be heard, including yours. Do what you can to get this story out, that we're sleepwalking to World War III, which could well be a nuclear war. For what purpose? To defend a rules-based order which is collapsing because of the idiocy of its policies? the Great Reset, the Green New Deal, the containment of Russia and China. And why does Russia and China have to be contained? Because they don't go along with the loss of sovereignty, which is at the center of the Anglo-American policy. So let's get to work on this. Uh, check out the, the LaRouche Organization website and make sure you're talking boldly and courageously to as many people as you can. 
And if you have comments for me, post them under the, the YouTube uh, daily update or send me an email at harleysch at gmail.com.